which water is kosher and which is invalid for washing. If water had its color changed, whether on account of itself or something that fell into it or its place, it is invalid. If you did some work, some activity with the water, or you left your bread in the water. Even if you intended to soak it in one vessel and it fell into a second, it's invalid. If you uh, let water cool down, in, let wine cool down water, uh, it invalidates. And if you washed your dishes in them, it's invalid. However, if they were already rinsed or they were new vessels, then it remains kosher. And if the baker dipped the loaves of bread into the water, it's invalid. But if he dipped his hands into the water and then he smeared the uh, top of the loaves, or he used his hands to take a handful of water for them, the remaining water had no activity done with it, and therefore they remain kosher as long as the color didn't change. Says the Similarly, water that the baker then used afterwards to rinse his hands off the dough that was stuck onto his hands. Gimel. If you had water before a blacksmith, even though the color didn't change, they are invalid. Because it's obvious that work was done with it. Which is what? That he extinguished the hot iron with them. And before a barber, if the color changed, it's invalid. If not, it's kosher. Water that roosters had drunk from. Or a dog drank from it. Some say it's invalid, but that doesn't seem to be the case. But whether these cases or any other animal, wild animal, bird, we can uh, allow it. Hey, animal when it comes to activity that was done with water, that's only withdrawn water. Whether it's in a utensil or in the ground. But not with mikvah water or spring water, as long as they're still attached to their source. Hot water, you can use for washing your hands, even if it's so hot that it would burn, they would scald the hand. The hot springs of Tiberia, uh, you can use it to dip your hands into. But, but to take from those hot springs with a utensil and use it for the tilsi time, one may not. And if you drew uh, those waters along through the earth uh, by way of a ditch outside of the original source, and then you stopped it from the spring from where it was flowing, if that amount has the amount of a mikvah, you can dip your hands in it. But if it doesn't have the amount of a mikvah, no. And if the ditch uh, has water that's connected to the where the spring water is coming from, and it's still hot. According to Rashi and Rashi, you can't uh, dip your hands in it. According to Rabbeinu Yenno, one may dip one's hands. The reason that hot springs of Tveria are forbidden to wash with because they're bitter and they're not fitting even for a dog to drink. But if you would find uh, hot water that would be flowing and would be fitting for a dog to drink, you can use it for Natilisidaim. Test. If you have salty water or 
stale water or bitter water, that a dog could not drink from them, they are invalid for hand washing, even though they're kosher to be used for immersion in a mikvah. If they're dirty due to mud mixed in it, if a dog could drink from it, and if he can't drink from it, then it's invalid for both. One can wash hands from anything that originally comes from water, like red worms or fish oil. Says the the Ramah says that's only if you allowed them to melt, um, because it's no better than snow. <laughs> if you have water that you're not sure whether work was done with it or not, or you're not sure whether it has a sufficient amount, or whether they're tame impure or pure, or he's not sure whether he's washed his hands or not, then it's pure. Says the and any doubt when it comes to what, to purity of the hands, we say that it's pure. Says so continues. Some say that nonetheless, if he has other water, then he should wash hands and remove himself from the doubt. Says the one who had not washed his hands and touched the water, he hasn't invalidated those waters for washing purposes. It's not now called impure water. But you're not allowed to wash your hands with water that your friend already used until today. Good base. Snow, habarad and hail, vakfar, vaglid, vamelach. Uh, frost and ice and salt. In risk if you melted it until it becomes water, you can use it either for natilasidaim or immersion. Im yesh bahem kashir, as long as they have the right amount, I'm some say that for the first washing before eating, you can only use water. And some say that even wine is kosher to wash your hands. Whether you put water into it or you didn't put water into it. But it's forbidden to do so initially. So it doesn't appear like you are debasing something that's important, uh, that it's, it's improved to the extent that it has its own bracha. The wine says the Ramav Yeshem Dafka Yain Lavan about Adam Loy. Some say that you can only wash with white wine, but not with red wine. Continues the Machav Yeshem Shem Shkol May Paris for England until the Shadam Bishas at Chak. Some say that all fruit juice are fitting for washing hands in an urgent situation. Says the Ramav Choshkin to Mutter Little Yadam Bishas at Chak Beshechar and Made Vashim of Shandi Karan Maim. And how much more so one can wash oneself uh, in a case of great need, wash one's hands with beer or with uh, mead because it's mainly made of water. Yud Gimel. Sarach Shehebe Maim Revius. The amount of water needs to be a Revius. V'hani Mil Echad. And that's for one. Aval Abeis Shebal Little Ke'echad. But two people that, who came to wash at the same time. Ha'achrin and Sarach. The second person doesn't need an additional Revius. V'afil B'zeachad. Even one after the other. V'lash Le'yastik Ha'kiluach. As long as the stream of water doesn't stop. Ketad. How is this? Hai Revius Maim Makli. If you had a Revius of water in a utensil. V'ashad Echad Yadav. And one person poured the water of Achar, of Achar Yotzek al Yadav, and the other person is pouring over his hands. And then another person came and placed his hands uh, under, close to the hands of the first one. And the stream continues on to the hand of the second person. So it goes from the hand of the first one onto the hand of the second one below him. So both of their hands are pure. Even though by the time the water reached the second fellow, the amount of water was less than Arabius. 
Yadav Taharis, his hands are nonetheless pure, because they came from the remnants of the purity. Some permit even when they wash one after the other. Since when the first person began washing, there was the required reviews. So it also counts as the second person. Because it came from the remnants of purity. And the same way, if we have half a lug of water, we can use it for three or four people, or a full lug we can use for many people, as long as there's enough water to spill on each person's hand three times. And truth is, as well, we could put four or five hands side by side, or one on top of the other, and let them all wash at once, as long as they relax their hands, so that the water can reach each hand. You need to have the reviews gathered in one place. If you used half of the amount, an eighth, a shminis, and then again, another shminis, that wouldn't count. His hands would continue to be impure. Tezvav, reviz sh'amru, when we say reviz, ben liyadav shel god, ben liyadav shel katan. It's the same amount for a, an adult or a child, or a big hand, a small hand. If two people washed, each one washing one hand, and afterwards the second fellow went and washed his second hand, that's like three people. Therefore, if there was in the utensil half log, his hands are pure. If not in his second hand is not pure. Because we don't wash less than half a log for more than two people. Laws of a separation uh, on your hands for washing. One needs to take care that there shouldn't be a separation. Anything that is a separation that's a barrier when it comes to immersion is also a separation when it comes to washing one's hands. Kugon, for example. Uh, filth that is under the fingernail that is not on the skin part but on the extra part where the nail protrudes. And dough that is under the fingernail, even if it's on the skin part. And a bandage that's on his flesh. And natural mud and uh, lime that workers use. But if it's a small amount that one isn't concerned about, one needn't be concerned. Says Ramah. We're not accustomed to clean out the lime that's beneath the fingernails, lentilla for washing, because it's just a small amount that people aren't concerned about. We're not concerned about this for washing. But if he was someone who was concerned, he needs to clean him. And that's the law. And it's possible that we can be lenient when it comes to something separating for washing. Because some say that there's no concern of chatzitza at all when it comes to washing. But the main law is like the first opinion. Anything that he's not concerned about does not make a separation. If one person was concerned but another wasn't concerned, so it is considered a separation for the person who is concerned. But for the person who's, for whom it's not a concern, it's not a separation. So what's an example? Let's say there's someone who's a painter and his hands were full of paint. The paint doesn't is not even though there's an actual tangible paint. If he wasn't a painter, if his hands were colored and there was actual tangible paint on his hands, it's considered because dry ink is a chitzitza. But wet does not make him a chitzitza. 
Also, women who color their hands for beauty and the like, that color does not make a chatzitza. Says the Ramah, If you have scabs on your hands, if you're not concerned about them, they are not a chatzitza. You have to remove rings from your hands when you're washing. Says Even if it's weak. Even if you're not concerned about it when you would normally wash. Since you are concerned about it, if you have to use your hands for work, that they don't get dirty. And we're accustomed to be a little lenient if it's weak. Because we're not so certain what is the standard of what's considered weak. The amount of washing one's hands, it needs to be the entire hand until the wrist. And some say it's just until the end of the fingers where they reach the palm. But ideally, one should do like the first opinion. Lifting up and uh, rubbing one's hands uh, at Matila. One who washes needs to raise his hands, says the Ramadan, meaning the tops of his fingers upwards. So that the water doesn't now start dribbling down one's arm and then back down and onto the hands, and it will defile the hands again, says the the same thing would work if you actually pointed your hands downwards from the beginning of the washing until the end. You just need to take care that you don't first lift them up and then lower them. Because then the water will leave uh, the wrist and will come back and defile the hands. Continues But that's only if you're not washing the entire hand until the wrist. But if you wash a complete washing, you don't have to raise your hands. And says but the Ramah differs. Continues also, if you poured the reverse on both hands at once, given the ain't sham maim to maim class, since there's no impure water at all, and sort of like be a yadav, you don't have to raise your hands. Also, one who immerses one's hands, and sort of like be a yadav, you don't have to raise them. Says the Yamav Yashem, and Shafak al Yadav Gimel Pam, and Sarah Lizar Bachalza. Some say that if you washed three times on your hands, you don't have to be concerned about any of this, and that is our minog to be lenient. Base. Hanetal Yadav Shafak alem Sasma Rabbis, the Hasim Melikh of Haldavishhetz. When you're washing hands, first of all, you pour a little bit of the revias to remove any dirt and any interspersing uh, things on one's hands. Then you wash a second time. But also, these waters are also tamay. And then afterwards, you pour a third time in order to purify the water that is on the hands. And if you don't have any dirt or interspersing substance on your hands, then you can simply pour. Uh, uh, the reviews on your hands, on both hands at once, and you don't need a second pouring. Same thing would apply if you had a lot of water, and then first uh, wash a little to remove the dirt, and then uh, pour the uh, amount, the entire reviews at once, and you don't need a third pour. And after you've washed your hands, you need to rub them together. If you wash part of your hand and then you went and washed the remainder of your hand, then your hand remains impure because you can't wash by parts. If there's still uh, enough water uh, that's running on, over your hands from the first wash that it would 
you know, cause something else to get wet, Harry's a Tahara, then that's sufficient and it would be pure. But when we're talking about Mayim Roshanim with the first waters, Avo Bishniyim, but with the second waters, then you can wash part of your hand and then once add to it with a little more. Let's say you poured water on one hand and then you rubbed it with the second one. Then doesn't count even if afterwards you then poured water on both hands. Because the waters that were poured on the one hand became impure. And when you rubbed it, the other hand became impure. And the second lot of waters only purify the waters that became impure due to the hand itself. But not those that come from the other hand. Therefore, one who pours from a utensil onto one hand and then he rubbed his other hand, he needs to dry his hands and then rewash them properly. Therefore, one who washes his hands needs somebody else to wash them, and if there's nobody else, he should hold the utensil with the tips of his fingers and pour over both hands at once, or pour over each one, and then you can rub them together. Because if you have the reverse all in one shot, then you don't need the second uh, waters to purify them. Because uh, an entire reverse in one amount is like immersion then you don't need to pour twice if somebody else touched it who hadn't washed his hands as while your hands are still wet if somebody touched your hands then you need to dry them and rewash because he has defiled your hands by touching the water that is on your hands therefore you have to take care when you pour the third water that they are secondary, uh, apart from the first one. That not to touch, one hand shouldn't touch the other until you've poured also on the second one. Or that you pour uh, initially on both of them at once. But if you wash the entire reverse over each hand, then you needn't be concerned about any of this. Hey, from that which we've written, it should be clear to you that that which a hand becomes impure by rubbing it with, uh, by, from the other one, that's only if you only washed one hand and then rubbed the other hand. But if you wanted to wash both hands initially at once, no, you can do so. They're both considered like one hand, and they went to file one another. And even four or five people that place their hands alongside one another, or on top of one another, like one hand, they weren't to follow another. If you washed your hands individually, and then he changed his mind, and he, when it came to the second pouring, he put his hands together and poured the water over them together, then his hands remained impure, because when he joined his hands together to accept the second waters, his hands became impure when they touched one another. Because the water that's on one hand defiles the water on the other hand and also the hand. And when he did the second waters, it didn't purify the first. Because it became impure due to the other hand. On the contrary, the second waters also became impure. Therefore, he needs to dry his hands little and then wash them both at once. 
And how much more so you need to be careful not to have one hand that's only been washed once touch the hand that's already been washed, washed twice. If you wrap his hands together, you need to take care not to touch any place that the water didn't fall because that will defile each other. If he washed one's hand, one hand and rubbed his head in order to dry it, and afterwards, he then touched the water that came from his hand onto his head or onto the wall, that it becomes impure. Because those impure waters, they returned and defiled the hand that touched them. Even though that until you have not rubbed it, you can purify it by rubbing it. Now that he's gone and touched it again, it's worse. And once again, we've explained that as long as you do the entire reveres in one shot, you needn't be concerned about any of this. There's no impure water whatsoever. When you pour the first waters on your hands, you need to take care that nothing remains on your hand like a small rock or a small piece of wood or anything else. Because the water only purifies uh, the water that's on the hand. But not the water that's on the pebble. But if you poured entire reviews of water on your hand at once, you needn't be concerned. If you have a wound on your hand and a band-aid on it, then you can wash the rest of the hand, not the place of the band-aid. And you need to take care not to touch the band-aid. So that the water that's on the band-aid doesn't then go back and defile the hand. Or else, pour a reverse over the whole hand at once. Because once again, then the water will not become tame. When you're doing it until you can do it either over a sink or onto the ground. The law of someone who doesn't have water or if you're feeding other people. If you don't have water uh, in your vicinity at a distance of more than four mil going forward or if you have to journey backwards up to a mil, then wipe your hands with a napkin or oil pass, and you can eat bread or dovish to build a mashka or a wet uh, fruit or vegetable. Also, the Ramah, you can eat with a spoon. Someone who's feeding others doesn't need to do until Zidayim. But the one who's eating needs to wash. Even though somebody else is putting the money, the food into his mouth, and he's not touching the food. And similarly, one who is eating with a fork. You nonetheless need to wash your hands. It says, It's forbidden to give food to one who didn't wash, because it's putting a stumbling block before the blind. You can make a condition when it comes to washing. You can wash your hands in the morning and have a condition that it applies all day long. Even if there's no emergency. As long as you don't forget that your hands are pure. And says, you don't get them dirty. If you find water before you need to eat, then it's better to wash again, but don't make another bracha, says Ramah. This, that a condition counts, that's only for washing that's not for the purpose of eating. Like washing for the morning. But if you're washing for the sake of eating, then the condition doesn't work. Someone who is about to eat 
and he realized that he touched his armpit or his thigh and any other place that's covered. He scratched his head and the like. Says or any of the not the dirty places where you've got a lot of sweat. Continues the You need to wash your hands again with your and make another bracha until you die. One who used the restroom and wants to eat. One who relieved himself and wants to eat. Needs to wash twice. The first time you make the bracha until The second you make the bracha until You only want to wash once. After you've poured the water once on your hands and rubbed them together, you should make the And then afterwards, when you're drying your hands, you make the until if many people are eating together, I got a little yard of tequila. The uh, oldest one or the greatest one washes his hands first. And the rush would wash last. So that he would have less of an interruption and he wouldn't speak.